Hey guys, welcome to the number 194 ever episode of a Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. It has been a long time, ladies and gentlemen, and I will break down why it has been a long time. But after almost a month of being released, we finally will break down the Wizards 2022-2023 schedule. I will describe, um, you know, why I have been out and why this is coming so late. Um, But we're going to be breaking down, honestly, everything about this Wizards schedule. Most importantly, what the most important stretches are and how the Wizards could become that really good playoff caliber team. Coming up here on Wiz Talk with Chase, we're going to have so much. But let's just get into this episode first. Subscribe, follow, share, review, of course, as always. Let's get into this. So I do I do want to let you guys know first why I have been out. And that is because, honestly, since like the last week and a half of July or so, I've been so darn focused on the NFL. And I started the daily series, Super Bowl Race, The Perspective of Chase. Um, we're doing an NBA series that I'm going to be posting on very, very soon. We started it, Teams, tr- teams Chances of Triumph for the Larry O'Brien. That is on um, the Cool Sports Newsletter. And also on there, we just started um, a Ravens series called Ravens Reacts, where I talk about everything about the Baltimore Ravens. So we have a lot going on, right? And I was talking a lot about the NFL. But now that we're... 30, I think it's 30, I don't know the exact uh, day, I think it's 35 days away from the NBA season, we're going to start shifting gears a little bit over to the NBA. So on the newsletter, you're still going to be seeing Ravens Reacts, but you're also on chasesportsnews.com, going to be seeing a lot of NFL coverage, a lot of NBA coverage. We will be breaking down some NHL, but on here, we're going to be talking about everything coaching, um, adjustment, like everything you could think of. I'm even going to react to their two, to players' 2K overalls, and of course, we're going to rank the players. But we're honestly going to go near daily on here. We're going to make Wiz Talk with Chase amazing. I'm sorry I haven't posted on it in a while. It's just I've been so focused on the Super Bowl race and the perspective of Chase and really preparing and getting everything done for the NFL season. And now we're finally back over here. Um, I'm sorry uh, for the audience. I know I've been getting a lot of views recently. You guys are probably like, where's Chase? Don't worry. This podcast podcast is staying around. It's not going anywhere. But I'm honestly just really looking forward to continuing to grow this podcast and the things that we have in the future and how the Wizards are going to play when the season starts. But who are they going to play? Let's break down the Wizards schedule. I did just want to kind of tell you guys why I have been out uh, over here. It's, 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 been, it's been a little bit. It, it, is, it has been a minute for sure. But um, yeah, now let's break down the Wizards schedule because that's what you guys came here to see. Right. So the Wizards, of course, you guys care. The opening day. So the opening day of the NBA is Tuesday, October 18th, where the Warriors play the Lakers. And I think the 76ers play maybe the Celtics. Um, I could be mistaken on that. I don't know the exact uh, other matchup for that game. But the Wizards play the next day on Wednesday, October 19th. It is in Indiana. So another season for the Washington Wizards. I don't know about the 2020 schedule, but I know that this is at least three seasons in a row where they have began the season on the road, um, which is interesting. They played in Philadelphia in 2021 um, in the tw- for the 2022 season. They were in Toronto. Now they're in Indiana. That should be a game that the Wizards will win. Now, it could be a tough game because, you know, Indiana is still Miles Turner, Right, but they did lose Malcolm Brogdon. They're in a really just a rebuilding process, um, right? But, you know, also, they still have Tyrese Halliburton. Again, they still have Miles Turner. They still have a talented team. They have a lot of young, talented players. But considering the Wizards have owned the Pacers, right, that should be a win, right? But I, I actually don't know because I really do think Indiana could surprise some people this year, but it is going to be tough and a really competitive Easter conference. 
Their home opener is Friday night, going to be a really fun game in Washington, D.C. against the Chicago um, Bulls. I'm actually really looking forward to that game because the Bulls are a very talented team, right? They have a lot of expectations in a very competitive Eastern Conference. And I'm going to be really curious to see, you know, kind of in this beginning of the season stretch, how the Wizards play. And I think this season is going to come down to two stretches, the beginning of the season and the end of the season. Let's go back kind of, you know, a few years, you know, with the Wizards. In 2021, right, the Wizards at the beginning of the year were the clear-cut Worst team in basketball. Now, part of it was because of the um, because of the uh, health and safety protocol stuff and what was on there. But they were also just not playing good basketball. You know, Bradley Beal was playing well, putting up 50 points, but the Wizards were losing. Right? She wasn't getting chemistry with Russell Westbrook, and the team just wasn't. They were they, something was off. Right? They weren't clicking. Right? They were the clear cut worst team in basketball, in my opinion, when I was watching. But then towards the middle of the season, they they kind of had a mini good stretch in the middle of the season. Right, and you do need those, too. I think it honestly comes down to the beginning and end, like, really big portions of the season, like the last 15 games, beginning 15 games. But then also you need, like, a really good six-game stretch in the middle of the season. I think those are three things you really need in the NBA, and we've seen that with the Wizards. But then at the end of the 2021 season, end of the year, 17-6, and six, right, they were clearly 18-7, and seven, whatever you want to say, uh, if you include the play-in. They, they were one of the best teams in basketball then in the season. Right. So the Wizards would have had a much higher seed if they just would have played well at the beginning of the year. Now look at 2022. The Wizards have a very good beginning stretch, right? And they start off 10-3, and three, number one seed, best record in the NBA, all that, second best record or whatever it was. Then even before Bradley Beal got hurt for the end of the year, they were terrible. Right, like they had a game, and they weren't terrible, but they, they were not playing good basketball. They blew a 35-point lead to the Clippers. Nothing was going well. For the Washington Wizards, and they had a lot of close games, but they weren't able to close out the games, and they just weren't winning, right? So now this has been two seasons in a row where either in the beginning or the end of the stretch has blown their season, right? The Wizards need to make sure that they play pretty well in both of these stretches, and I think the Wizards have a, a lot of potential to play well in the beginning of the year since 11 of their first 17 games are at home which is very interesting, right? If you look at that 17-game stretch, I'm not saying you're going to win all 11 home games and lose all six away games in that stretch, but you should, you do want to go around like 10-7 and seven in that stretch, knowing that you have 11 games at home. I think that is honestly where the Wizards can differentiate themselves and get off to a good start, you know, in this NBA season. Right, and then, you know, I you know you look at the beginning of the season as well. There are some tough matchups in there. You have two against Philadelphia, two against Indiana should be easy, but now you got a tougher Cleveland team, two against Miami. You have three against Miami, excuse me. You have Charlotte. Um, there are a few easy teams on there. You have Charlotte twice, actually, excuse me. But, you know, so the Wizards kind of have a lot of repeated teams, right? They have the Pacers twice in the stretch, the 76ers twice in the stretch. They have the Grizzlies twice in the stretch. They have the Heat three times in the stretch, and they have the Hornets twice in the stretch. So it's honestly going to be, you know, a lot of, you know, game planning, you know, for the same teams. But it will still be fun. And then, honestly, um, you know, towards the middle of the year, you know, you go on a few West Coast trips. And I think, honestly, what is going to define the Wizards – Right, and honestly, find out who their identity is, is this stretch from February 26th to March 12th. And that is when February 26th, they go at Chicago, then they go at Atlanta versus Toronto, versus Toronto, back-to-back games there, versus Milwaukee, versus Atlanta, versus Atlanta, at Philadelphia. Right, and then if you can even go to March 17th, where they face, uh, where they go in Cleveland to face the now Donovan Mitchell-led Cavaliers.
I mean, that's going to be a really tough stretch. Going against Atlanta three times, Toronto two times, um, Milwaukee's a tough team, Chicago's a tough team, Philadelphia's a tough team, Cleveland's a tough team. You have to go against all these teams. And this is right before you kind of get into the end of the season, but also a little after the All-Star break. I think this is when we're going to learn who the Wizards are. I think they could be in a possible get-in-the-play-in, get-in-the-playoff situation around that time. If they fall apart and collapse at that point in the season, boom. Go back to the drawing board in the offseason. But if they pull it together, play like an amazing basketball team, and just win basketball games and surprise everyone and go and win a and have a pretty good record in that stretch, I think the Wizards could possibly be a top six seed. I think it honestly could all come down to that. Because when you look at that stretch, you could say, Oh, you know, you can lose a good handful of games here. You could also say you know, the Wizards also have a lot of potential, right? And I think really something to look at is that a lot of the weaknesses, and I'm not going to break this down now. I'm going to break this down in a different episode, uh, right? Because, you know, I got to get you guys a few more episodes, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to break this down in a different episode. But the Wizards, a lot of the weaknesses of the reasons for some of the players, so for some of the reasons why players' um, uh, weaknesses were what, what they are, the Wizards have fixed this offseason. And I've been honestly thinking about it all over this time off. Don't think I've not been thinking about the Wizards. And I've just honestly been thinking about them and kind of the schemes now that they have and the different players that they have, I think are is honestly going to fit really well with Bradley Beal and this entire crew. So I do think that their schedule, I do think that they could surprise a bunch of people this year. Right, of course, the West Coast trips are important, but also if you break down the five national televised games, um, one of them is on October 28th. Um, the fifth game of the season, you see the Wizards uh, uh, hosting this time Indiana, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Friday, October 28th. Again, that one is televised on ESPN. On December 22nd, they go at Utah. That's on NBA TV. That should be an easier game. They don't have Rudy Gobert anymore. They don't have Donovan Mitchell. They just traded Patrick Beverly. They are a completely rebuilding team. There's no other way to describe it. That should be an easier game. This, this is going to be a tough game, however. January 3rd at Milwaukee on NBA TV. Um, the second game, I'm pretty sure, of a back-to-back. It's going to be tough. It is going to be a tough game. Then you go February 13th, another tough game. A couple uh, games before the All-Star break, right? Um, You go, it starts a three-game road trip before the All-Star break. You go at Golden State, that's on NBA TV. And then February 28th, one of those games I was talking about um, in this tough, in that tough stretch that made to find the Wizards is at Atlanta. That one is on TNT. So that's a really th- – those are some easier games and some hard games. I can see the Wizards going 2-3 and three in the stretch. I can see them going 3-2. and two. I can see them going 1-4. and four. I can see them going 4-1. and I think they have a lot of different possibilities of what they could do in the stretch. Right, so those are just interesting for you know for people who don't have the package, um, you know what they're honestly going to be seeing, you know, from the Washington Wizards. But let's just break down records, right? Now this is very unrealistic because the home record I'm about to introduce was the home record of the Boston Celtics last year. But somehow, if the Wizards are able to pull it together, go 28 and 13 at home, all you have to be is to have the winning percentage of around the 13th seed in the Eastern Conference last year. To be a top six seed. That's all you got to do. That's all you have to do. That's it. Or to be around that six, seven seed range. Which, in my opinion, would be a very successful season for the Wizards in an Eastern Conference that is Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Atlanta, Toronto. Um, Oh, my God. I'm forgetting so many teams right now. But there's so many teams. The Bulls. 
The Hornets still could be good. The Nets, oh, completely forgetting about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons. This is a really competitive conference. The Knicks have improved. So I think a 6 7 seed would be very good. Now, you're probably saying, Chase, if the Celtics went 28 and 13 at home last year, the Wizards probably aren't going 28 and 13. But let's say they went 24 23 games. You still got to be only a 500 team on the road to pull it together and be around that seeding. I don't think that's unrealistic at all. I really don't. So I think, honestly, it's about stretches, right? Don't look at the big picture and say, oh, gosh, this is going to be the Wizards record. Just go in small stretches. I think if the Wizards can go in these small stretches, kind of like baseball, right? Now it's different because you're not, you don't play series in basketball. But, like, in baseball, they say if you can win two out of three in most series, you're going to be a very good team. Kind of for the Wizards. And they can kind of pinpoint the mini stretches that I've, I'm going to mention right now. If they kind of take those stretches and they just play well in those stretches and don't overthink it, I honestly think this team could overachieve a lot of teams' expectations. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did subscribe, follow, share, view. We're going to have a lot of NBA coverage coming out um, over the next month. And then the season starts. It's like NFL just started and we're already preparing for the NBA. This is what I love about this time of year. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did subscribe, follow, share, view. And, of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.